Last night, the Kamloops Thompson School Board met for its first meeting in a few weeks, and joining me now to go over what took place is SD73 Board Chair Kathleen Carpa. Kathleen, how are you doing? I'm doing okay these days. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit weird, I think, for everybody, and the school system is really, uh, you know, kind of, kind of flipped upside down right now. So uh, I just wanted to start by kind of getting a lay of the land in terms of how you guys actually met last night, because obviously we're trying to keep people home and avoid having any sorts of gatherings. So how did you guys uh, with the school board go about actually having your meeting yesterday? Uh, so we had our meeting via Zoom last night. So all of the trustees were um, at home and uh, keeping our distance from the board office and our staff uh, were uh, zooming in from either their offices or from their homes as well. So we were, um, we only had uh, two people actually in the boardroom and they were uh, just making sure that the video conference equipment was working properly. Yeah, it sounds like a, a bit of an odd meeting for you guys. I mean, just in terms of generally, I'm sure you're very used to sitting around one, one table together and, and having to do that electronically would definitely be a, a little bit different. Um, one of the things, of course, that was on uh, the agenda last night and is probably going to be on the agenda for quite some time was the pandemic uh, response uh, report. There was uh, Alison Cito put out the uh, pandemic response requirements memo here. Uh, so maybe just to, to start, if I could kind of get a little bit of a summary from you about sort of how things are going when it comes to this pandemic response plan that has been put in place. I know the pandemic response team has been meeting very, very frequently. So just, uh, you know, just from a general standpoint, I mean, have you been happy with the response uh, so far and, and sort of what was discussed uh, during this presentation last night? So we have a pandemic response team who's been meeting daily for several weeks now. Uh, in fact, uh, ever since, the well, probably even prior to um, when schools were closed down for students, um, when we had the announcement that uh, in-class sessions were going to be suspended, we've had our pandemic response team um, meeting daily uh, since beginning of March, and they've been working on this tirelessly. And this is um, probably one of the more complicated issues we've ever had to deal with in that things shift daily. So they are constantly getting new information and adjusting our response to that and um, trying to do our best to make sure that our students and our staff are fully supported through this as best as we can that we're keeping people's safety as one of our higher priorities and also making sure that we're keeping those connections between teachers and students because that is one of the more important things when it comes to school and to uh, student well-being. Yeah, and, and, you know, we're seeing this this plan sort of develop, right? First it was sending kids home and, and then sending teachers home and trying to facilitate that online virtual learning that is taking place. And, you know, we're in week two. I assume things are, are slowly getting a little bit smoother. I don't think they'll ever be fully smooth right out, but, you know, that'll come over time. But I did want to ask about a couple of specific things in regards to the pandemic response plan. And one of them was around uh, food programs because things are being run a little bit differently. And, of course, there are a number of, of kids out there who are still in need of those food programs in order to be able to to have their proper nutrition and eat so uh, can you just tell me a little bit about how those are changing right now i understand there's some delivery that's taking place instead of people actually congregating at schools to collect food now 
Yes, so we're again um, cognizant of the need for distancing, uh, physical distancing, when it comes to delivery of services. So some of the meals are being delivered and some are being picked up at schools. And again, it depends on individual circumstances. We're trying to meet people where they're at as well as meet those safety requirements. And uh, one of the things, too, that sort of popped up here later last week and, um, you know, just sort of opened up here recently was uh, daycare services or, or child care services for essential service workers. Uh, the first couple of sites opened at Pacific Way and Lloyd, Lloyd George Elementary Schools. Um, can you just tell me a little bit about how that process worked? Because clearly there was a call that was put out to find out just how much of a need there was in the community for, um, you know, for, for those child care services for essential service workers. And there was a bit of a process to figure out how to go about uh, facilitating this so can you just uh, you know talk about how important it is to provide these services and how the school board's going about doing that so providing these services especially for our health care workers is uh, a very high priority for us we realize that um, it's very difficult to concentrate on the well-being of yourself and your patients when you're worried about your kids and um, not everyone has access to child care it's a very scarce resource in Kamloops there are a number of groups that are working on that it's a provincial issue and um, normally people can depend to know that you know their kids are going to be in school Monday through Friday uh, from 8 to 2 30 and that hasn't obviously been available so that puts people in a crunch and when we are trying to practice uh, physical distancing you don't want children in large groups in small spaces so again that adds that level of stress to people so concentrating on making sure that uh, we're we sent out a uh, survey to parents to find out who were going to be uh, most affected amongst our um, emergency response people so um, looking at healthcare workers and putting them at the highest priority so that we could get their needs met so that they can go to work and look after the rest of us. Perfect. And um, pretty much out of time here, Kathleen, but we haven't talked about anything else outside of COVID. So I just wanted to give you a chance here to talk about anything else that really took place at last night's meeting. Was there anything else on the agenda that you felt that uh, people should should know about? What Anything else that you want to highlight while I have you on the line here? Um, we did have the uh, results from our special education audit that we went through. And I'm very pleased to say that we passed with flying colors. Um, we were told that our record creep keeping is amazing and um, a real shout out to our staff because with the fire that happened this fall at Parkcrest, we did lose some files uh, for some of our students there. We were able to recreate those files and uh, that was part of our success in uh, passing our audit so well. And so just again, um, kudos to our staff. They've been amazing in all of the different events that have happened this year. I have to say that uh, this has not been a typical year for our district and um, our staff have um, just shown what outstanding individuals they all are from our administrators, our support workers, our teachers. They have pulled together so many times to make sure that our students 
and their fellow staff members are well looked after and they're just amazing people. Great stuff, Kathleen. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and speak with me. Always appreciate you joining me on the program, and uh, we'll definitely do it again uh, the next time the school board gets together for a meeting. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Awesome. That was the chair of SD73, Kathleen Karpuk.